Good evening, everybody. My name is Winnie, and you're listening to A New Human Experience. Tonight's podcast topic is I Have a Program. So I just want to start out by um, talking about what programs are. I mentioned last time that we are living um, under the influence of an inverted matrix. So within the inverted matrix, um, our ego is one of the, the um, it's really one of the components of this inverted matrix. And once we have the ego, then programs become um, a necessity. Programs is really a set of, um, so when something happens, then we, there is kind of a sequence. The first time when, when let's say somebody asks us a question, so if we don't know what the answer is, and, and then we would, you know, say the first thing that comes to our mind, or we heard somebody else saying something. So we just repeated what it, is, it was that someone else said. So then that kind of becomes a program. And the program is when somebody asks us something we don't know, then what we do is we just repeat something. So that's, it's kind of a sequence. It's a, the stimulus is somebody asks us a program. And then our reaction is if we don't see if we know or we don't know, like if, if they ask us, what's your name? We know that. So we'll just say what our name is. But if we don't know something, then what's the next thing to do is to just repeat something that someone else has told us. Um, whether we agree with that, the, that person's, um, uh, what we heard or not, we, there is no, we may or may not agree with someone else, but you know, when somebody asks us something, we just repeat what it, it was that we heard. So that can be a program. So then that's what uh, a program is, is something happened and then our response, and it could be um, one action or it could be a, a several steps of action. So that becomes a program. So some of the program, it's like fear. So um, for example, fear of the dark. So first time when um, we experience darkness. So, okay, we don't know what to expect then um, let's say if somebody kind of um, teases us and say and started to make these you know, really scary sound uh, or they may try to you know um, play, play tricks on us or try to so so then they kind of really created an environment that um, is, we don't know what to expect and somehow we're hearing these crazy noises and then uh, and so it kind of created a, a fearful response. So we associate that when it's dark, then we are afraid. So those that can be a program as well. So whether there is anything to be fearful or not in the dark, we don't know that. Like maybe sometimes when it's dark, it's okay. But because the first time when we encounter that, that was our response. So our ego mind recorded that. And so next time when we have the same thing happen, our first response is fear, dark, fear. So that's associated. So that can, um, so that's how programs are created. It's because we have the first experience of something and then we have, you know, a few steps of, of our reaction to it and our mind just thought, oh, okay, so those steps, um, whether those steps make sense or not, it doesn't matter. But those steps 
the first time we had that um, experience. Those steps, whether it is the steps that we took ourselves or steps that we saw someone else took, and they lived through that um, kind of um, that that new um, experience. So we just decided to okay um, adopt that, or we just you know first time we we encounter something and then we just stumble along and you know somehow we survived. So that so that we just took those steps, um, no matter how crazy it may seem. We just, our ego mind just recorded that. So next time the same um, thing happened, very naturally we would want to do the same thing because the ego mind is responsible for making us, you know, or helping us to feel like we, we are safe. Like safety is, is the ego mind's um, number one concern. Safety not not safety of our, not necessarily safety of our physical body, but safety of the survival of the ego mind as well, mind you. So that's what program is. Something happened and then the steps, whether it is the steps that we went through ourselves or steps that we saw somebody else um, went through and they survived that event. So we adopted that. Um, so you can, you can kind of um, imagine that a lot of the times it's when we were young that we, the first time we would encounter something. For example, most likely it's we would, we would be really young when the first time, let's say we saw a dog, a puppy uh, or a bird, or um, we encounter someone else, could be, uh, could be a, um, a friend of a, of a family or whatever. So then the first time we have the experience is usually when we're young. And when we are young, we don't have as much range of um, ability to respond to our environment to whatever comes along so the 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 program that we set up may be a very appropriate for us when we were at a young age but it may be completely inappropriate when we are you know 10 years old or when we are 30 years old or even 60 70 80 years old so then um, programs may seem to make sense at one point in time, maybe the first time if we, if we um, encounter something, it makes sense that those are the steps that we took and we survived it, so great. But if we continue to run the same sequence of events, the same programs, well into our 20s, 30s, 60s, at some point in time, it will start to, it will most likely start to not make sense anymore. For example, um, I'm a shy person. So possibly when I was young, all I can see are just family members with us around me. And all of a sudden I see a stranger. And maybe at the time I um, um, have heard that my, my parents or the people, the grown-ups around me that really kind of put a, um, they have something against like new ideas or new people coming in. So that's why that I may have you know, uh, gotten the idea that, you know, any new person coming in, it's not safe. So I adopted this strategy of being shy. So then 
it may make sense when I was you know, three years old, five years old, but if I, when I get to 20 years old, when I get to even older, then it, at some point it stopped making sense to me. But because I've been um, running the same scenario, the same, reacting to the same thing with the, in the same way for so many years now, it becomes a, a habit, a really well ingrained programs. It's kind of like you, you've done the same thing and, you, and, and I don't want to change anymore. So then um, that's how programs get us all caught in. And you can imagine that um, like programs, um, it may be just something small, but if something small is in one set of programs is, is uh, inappropriate and it create, and then um, when we are all young, we made so many different programs and all the little programs kind of support each other and they're all inappropriate. And when you grow up, you, um, you're not as diligent in reviewing your programs and, and constantly making changes and creating new habits. If you are somebody who um, don't like change, and uh, most people as human beings, we don't like change. We only change when we, we are forced to change or when you know, things are just no longer available us to run the same pattern then we have no choice but to change so a lot of the times we fall into that trap is we if it works the first time let's do it again let's do it again let's do it again and then you know and um, maybe 10 times later maybe 30 times later it just becomes um, a, we, we kind of feel that oh okay now if I change every time um, I may be flimsy or um, people will all of a sudden not expect if I react something in a different way people will start to um, you know call, um, become really uh, shocked or surprised or whether pleasantly or and they don't like it but there is that we don't like to change in, in a way because we like all everybody we know um, know that this this is the response we have. So this um, our resistance to change is also another program, another big program that kind of supports the other programs and keep the other programs in place. So you can imagine that you know there each program is a building block. And then there are also other programs to support us to keep the programs and don't change it because of fear or because, you know, everybody around us when we were growing up in, let's say, in Hong Kong behaves a certain way. But perhaps if when we get older, we all of a sudden moved to a new location and they would, people would have new um, outlook in life, new habits, new um, customs and all that. And all of a sudden, if you um, don't know how to make changes in order to um, support your environment, then um, it, it's the, the programs will start to make your life um, 
more and more difficult. And uh, you can actually see this in that um, a lot of times, for example, um, there is something called, you know, Chinatown or Korean town or um, Little Italy and all that. It's because people from different cultures, they, they don't, they come to, uh, let's say somebody from China, they, they've lived their lives most maybe, you know, maybe 10 or 20 years in, uh, um, in China, but all of a sudden they, because of family, because of work or study, whatever, they come to Canada, for example then they don't feel comfortable changing. So they would rather go to somewhere like Chinatown where they can, be, they, they can surround themselves with things that are familiar to them so that they may feel less intimidated. So that's one way of us trying to um, get away from or resist from changing completely, whereas um, if we completely, um, okay, well, I want to uh, adapt, adapt to life in Canada. So I'm going to do everything um, according to you know, what a Canadian would do, rather than trying to run away from um, the, 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 the new identity and just go back to Chinatown or whatever it is that I'm familiar with and just um, keep my circle small. So, so so then that's one of the, the ways that we, can, re we um, can resist getting out of this, this program. So why are programs bad for us then? Uh, well, as I've mentioned, programs, a lot of times we, um, we put those programs in place when we're young when, or at one point in our lives and they become sometimes it could be five years later, it could be 10 years later, or it could be you know, 30 years later. At some point, the, 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 the responses we are um, kind of habituated in is no longer um, feasible or no longer the best way to deal with things, then um, the program becomes um, limiting. So that's one way programs are. And also programs, um, because the inverted matrix itself, the ego itself is really trying to uh, um, distract us from getting to know our true self. So even if the programs, if all our programs um, that we have, we have um, created when we were young or it, even if we um, keep um, like kind of uh, um, changing them a little bit and updating the program so it's supportive, it's supportive. But um, the inverted matrix itself is a, the, the, the major um, directive of the inverted matrix is to keep us from knowing our true self. So, just for that reason alone, it's really a, a good idea to look at programs and to start letting go of as many as possible. The more programs, or I just say, the more um, really very um, strictly orchestrated response that we have to our environment is best to let go of those. It is because the more we become 
spontaneous, the more we really check into and listen to what our heart uh, it tells us, the more we um, want to we get towards just, okay, so I don't want to respond to something because it's someone else's. I adopted it from my mother, let's say, or my father, or my sister, or my uncle, or whomever it is, or my boss, because he's making lots, lots more money than me. So um, maybe it's a good way to, to um, adopt their response, their programs. But as long as you adopt programs, you are not allowing yourself to get to the real you, to allow yourself to be always in the moment because it's only in the moment that you can create. If you are anywhere else, if you're in the past or in the future, you're not, your ability to create life the way you want it, the way that really best, um, that is most affirming and confirming for you, it's out of your reach. So that's why programs is really a good, um, it's a good way, letting go of programs is really a good way to start digging and start getting to the true self. Okay, so now that we know we want to the, the reasons why we want to maybe look at our programs and start letting them go. And how do we do that? There are many, many ways. There is no one way. And, um, and depending on who you are, depending on your, um, what you are comfortable with. Um, so there are so many ways that you can do it. So I'm just going to mention one way. And in the, um, in the next week uh, or so, I would um, kind of really look at, let's say, one big program, let's say fear, and then, and then uh, go more in a deep dive to them. But I'm just speaking about programs in a very general way this week. So one way for us to get out of um, programs is to um, start to backtrack to, or I should say, start to observe ourselves. Because when we're in a program, we are always reacting. We are not creating. Because programs, by definition, is something happened in the past, and we are just copying the steps. So that's why we are always, always reacting whenever we are running a program. So, but you wouldn't know you're running a program because you, you are so into it. You are, it's like a fish does not notice water because the fish has never known to not be in water. So then the, the, the first step is to really um, get present to the idea that you are in the program. So how do you do that is really be the observer. So when something is not working in your life, um, the first thing is just really do your best not to react and even if when you're reacting if you're reacting just observe yourself reacting and it would really help if you just let's say uh, if somebody um, yells at you and you have all these internal dialogues and blah 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 all these steps that 
part is really a program that how you then write all those things down. If something is bothering you because of some something that was said to you or done to you, and and you want to, and that is the pattern that's kind of um, you notice that that same thing happened over and over again. For example, you know relationships. Um, I it's really a lot of the, um, there are a lot of programs when we are uh, in relationships. It can be any kind of relationships. It could be uh, romantic relationships. It could be partnership. It could be boss. Uh, I don't know if you, anybody noticed that. Um, it seems like some people, they have like different persons, but it's like similar bosses. It's it's as though the, your boss, they all went to the same school and they learn how to be a boss to you, specifically to you. And they're all saying similar things only in different words. So when you don't like that, um, the, that train of um, events, then that would be a cue to you that, oh, there's a program. I don't know what it is, but let me just jot it down and then write out all, uh, all the Things. So when you write something down, then, you know, just uh, don't send, don't censor yourself. Just, you know, write everything down. What's the trigger? What's your internal dialogue? What did you do? What steps did you do? What the other person say or what the environment is going on? Just write everything down and keep a journal. And um, if the same um, kind of event happened over and over again, then for each instance, just write it down. And when you have at least you know, three to five um, examples of the same thing, the same program, then, then you have something to go back to. Then what I suggest you do is just you know, write everything down and, and you have a couple of examples, then you leave it for a couple of days. Because when you're in the program, you you, you all emotional and all that, it's not easy to step back and observe. So write everything down and then just leave it. Just do, you know, go for a movie, go tap dancing, do whatever it is that you usually like to do. Listen to music if you're more, a more quiet person. Read a, a book. Do something for a couple of days. Distract yourself so so that you can kind of let yourself calm down and just forget about the whole instance, if you can, for a couple of days. And then um, give it at least three, four days. And then after that period of cooling down, then go back and start to read your own journal. Uh, then... Um, when you're more um, calm and composed, then you can start to notice, just notice the pattern. And when you're, re when you're reading, rereading the, what the, um, all the examples that you've written down, then um, don't let yourself get all worked up again. Just you know, calmly read it. It's like, it's like you're reading someone else's um, book or reading someone else's um, writing. And when you have uh, had a couple of days of cooling time, it's probably easier for you to do that. And when you, in a calm way, and observe what it is that happens, and you read one instance, 
of a program, then you read the next one, then the third one, or maybe if you have a fourth one, you can do that as well. And then just notice what is the pattern. So there's usually, okay, someone say something, and then you would have, you know, a, an internal dialogue, and then blah, blah, blah. So notice the, what's the trigger. Notice what your internal dialogue is. When you just observe without um, getting in on the, on the reaction side, then you start to stop the, the automatic response. And the more you notice that, then uh, the easier it gets. And then, um, and then kind of just write down um, what alternatives you can think of. Because when something happens, you run the program, so it's like it's so automatic. You don't even notice that there are alternatives. But when you are reading it, um, something, and you are calm, then you can start to think of alternatives. So why did that person say that would trigger me? So you can kind of get some ideas. Okay, it may be because, you know, this, this event that happened to me when I was three, or maybe it's this event that happened to me when I was 10, whatever. So all those ideas, um, then just write it down as well because the, some of them may be good ideas. You don't want to just forget about it. So write it down. What are some of the ideas uh, or um, memories that come back to you or, or emotions um, or um, just, just find out what's dig deeper into what's underneath that, what emotion, what it is that really triggered you. So a lot of the times you would, uh, I would suggest, um, so you can you can verify that it's it's fear based because fear is really one of the biggest program we have um, in our ego fear because you know you want to because ego is about survive it's a survival mechanism and um, so that's why fear is is like anything that can be remotely associated with you know any threat to our survival. Um, that would be fear-based. So most of the time, our reaction is fear-based. And then, um, so, however, we all play with fear in very different ways. Some people um, would play with fear as being, okay, I want to be accepted because if I'm not accepted, then the fear behind it is, if I'm not accepted, then, you know, I'm an outcast and then I would, stop i would die because nobody would would you know help me out then i won't be able to you know get food or uh, no one nobody would love me because if people don't love me then how am i going to survive because um in the olden days when we are in a tribal um, scenario when the tribe does not accept you you really would die because when the tribe decided that you've done something or somehow you're not acceptable to the tribe, then you're, you're being kicked out. And in the olden days, the environment may be less, um, it's, it's a lot more um, you know, competitive or there's a lot more danger, could be. 
so that's why when the tribe does not accept you, it's it's not just um, it's real fear, something that was passed down genetically to us. So that's why um, when a lot of us um, needing approval is such a big program as well. It's you know, if you look down, if you look uh, underneath, it's because of fear of survival. So a lot of the programs out there is really um, due to survival. So, so then when you get down to it and you really start to remind yourself that, well, yes, maybe a thousand years ago or I don't know, 5,000 years ago, yes, you would really die if your tribe does not support you. However, nowadays, it's totally different story. If you, um, if a group of people does not agree with you, you can always find a different group that will agree with you because we are so much more connected. In the olden days, um, the tribes, we can't just, we can't email somebody, we can't call somebody. The technology was not there yet. So um, that was the case. But now if we don't find anybody around us immediately that accept us, we can always go online and find friends. We can always, you know, um, we can take a bus and then it could be, it may take us, you know, 30 minutes or so to, to go like far, farther away to meet with the people that resonate with us. So when you start to use your mind to think of, okay, yes, there's that fear because that program was created when you were three years old, five years old, but you're no longer three, you're no longer five years old. So the fear that, that held you back, that kept you um, limited, no longer applies. So you just need to you know, write everything down and, and when you come look at it and start to think of ways to, um, to, to pull apart this fear program, because now if one person does not like you, okay, someone else will like you. If 10 people doesn't like you, I'm quite sure you can find another 10 people out of the, I don't know how many billions of population that we have now that will agree with you. So we have a lot more choices and um, the, the environment, society is different now. So when you really logically look at it, it's, you will start to notice that it's, it's crazy. That program, is, it will defeat itself when you start to observe what it is that, um, that's kind of the, the, the emotional trigger is, it's, it's no longer valid. So that's how you can start to get out of reacting to programs. That's one way. And as I mentioned in um, the next, at least week or two, I'll be presenting other ways that you can just get out of reacting to programs. However, this one, this, this effect, this, uh, this method is really very accessible to anyone and everyone as long as you're ready to start looking at your 
the programs that's running you and commit to not um, letting the programs that don't even support you anymore run your life. All you need to do is start to observe. Be the observer, jot everything down, and then get over, get over the emotional reaction and then look back and start to tick uh, and start to tear apart the, the, the fear-based um, stories that is really making um, the world seems worse than it actually is. So that's all I have to say about programs tonight. And the, the, um, the next, I'm going to stop the recording now. The next part of the recording is really a, um, a short meditation to help us all get back to who we truly are, tap into ourselves, be in the moment, tap into ourselves so that we can start to create rather than reacting to what's happening in our lives. The meditation that we are going to do tonight is really to reconnect ourselves to our higher self and reconnect ourselves to our source being so that we can um, really have an experience of who we truly are at a soul level, at a higher self level. So let's just get um, comfortable, if you're not already. So get comfortable, just um, relax your shoulders and start to follow your breath. To just breathe in very slowly. And then when you're ready, just let go. And breathe in again, slowly. Elongate your breath. As you breathe in slowly, when you feel that you need to breathe out, then just let your breath out. And the more you, and every time you breathe out, whatever it is that does not support you, whether it is energy that does not support you or thoughts that does not support you anymore, just let it go as well. So continue to follow your own breath. And as much as you can, elongate your breath so that you can take yourself to a much more relaxed state. And as you get more relaxed, also have the intention to increase your vibration or frequency. So have the intention to increase your vibration to five million. Just hold that intention and just kind of just repeat five million to yourself. 
a few more times. And if any particular thoughts come to your mind, just let it go. Let go of whatever it is that happened yesterday. Let go of whatever it is that happened earlier today. And also let go of anything that you're planning for tomorrow or even the next second. Just allow yourself to be in this high vibration of five million and be with who you are right here, right now. And start to move your attention from your head down to your heart. Just imagine that you are kind of taking an elevator. And the elevator brings you from your head down to your jaw down to your neck, down to your shoulders, and finally down to your heart. Let it be there. Stay in your heart. Put your focus in your heart. And just clear your mind. You don't really have to listen to what I'm saying. You don't have to understand it. You can just think that I am just you know, talking to myself. Just stay with your heart. You're not here to interpret anything. You're not here to analyze anything. You are here to just feel your heart. Be with your heart. doesn't matter what is around you. It doesn't matter who is around you. You are just here to be with your heart, to feel it, experience it, and to totally embrace 
that experience of just being with your heart. Your heart may have messages for you. It may not. It does not matter. Just feel and embrace your heart. Embrace this experience of just being. You don't need to accomplish anything. There's nothing to strive for. So just let go. Let go of everything. Let go of all your thoughts. Let go of all interpretation. Just be here. Experience in your heart. Experience the communion that you have. With your soul. Give up any expectation. Your soul has no expectation of what you may or may not do. You are completely free to just be and experience this moment to completely be with yourself in this moment. And allow yourself to just be in this moment for the next couple of minutes.
take a deep breath. And let it go. And take another deep breath in. And let it go. Take one more deep breath in. Allow yourself to gently wake up and come all the way back into the room. All the way back. And remember this experience, this experience of just being. No need to interpret anything, just being, being with your soul, no expectation, just being in this moment. Thank you very much for joining me this evening, for doing this meditation. Good night.